Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, it's Danny here, and I'm here to ask you to please vote for us in the Football Content Awards. We're going for Best Podcast and Best Club Content Creator, and we need your help to win. Go to footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting and type It's All Cobblers to Me into the Football League boxes for both Best Podcast and Best Club Content Creator, and then press the big Vote Now button. That's footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting. Thank you. Brain again. And he's got it. Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored. Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three. Yeah! Get Hello, there's no need to worry for I, Charles Commons, am back and whether you agree with my opinions or not, I'm sure we can find a mutual understanding on how good it was for the Cobblers to get back to winning ways on Saturday. I'm very pleased to be able to introduce you to Neil Edgerton and Danny Brothers who did a sterling job in my absence last week. How are you guys? Are you well? Very well. Uh, There was a a few emails, Charles, that you've missed off the running order that were... um, Asking for you not to return after last week's really, yeah, there was. Really? Yeah. Uh, have you got yeah. names of those people? Uh, yeah, got a couple yes. Um, a Hoskins, what is it? Neil, yeah, <laughs> right, okay. A, a Hoskins from uh, that's the Midlands somewhere is uh, hmm. emailed in to say he, he wasn't happy that Dave Savage, Dave Savage, yeah, Dave Savage, yeah, yeah. Jonathan, here. Jonathan oh. Hodge is emailed in. Oh, yep, I like Hodgey. Barry Grintles has emailed in. Um, Who? Barry Grintles. Uh, mm-hmm. Martin Kelvin Fowler. Thomas has emailed in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, now I know. Now, now I am worried. Um, bounce, bounce to the dog. Bounce to the dog sent the poor bounce, bounce to the dog. He hasn't got much to do these days, so as he's to be fair, bouncer. Well, he hasn't had for a while. Woof. Is what he said. Yeah, it's what he said, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Brilliant. Uh, thank you for filling in for me last week while I was on my holly bobs. 
He did. He did do a Raheem Sterling job, didn't he? He was. We we found it awkward, didn't we, Danny? It was. It's difficult with two. I think, isn't it? It's, especially when it was. Was it a defeat? It was. It was a one nil defeat. Wasn't the best, was yeah, it? Yeah, it was the donk. So we dragged it out a little bit. I think I filled the post bag up to breaking point to to try and get through it, but we just about smoked. So empty. <laughs> which spent which spent an hour before recording just talking sweet nothings to each other, which made it yeah. awkward when we went live. Oh. We were very tempted to do a waffle special. We were very close <laughs> to doing a waffle special. Uh, waffle the dog. Waffle, uh, waffle the wonder dog. Full <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Uh, coming up on today's It's All Cobblers to Me. Barrow are buried. The trust apparently find three million quid down the back of the sofa. And we're preparing our questions for the club's open forum on Thursday. But before we get started, I've got a bone to pick with you two. Oh, oh. Last, last week... So the first entry into the Cobbler's Creative Corner. Do you remember oh, this? yes. It was lovely. Yeah. RLS yeah, Printed and Design, our lovely sponsors. Yeah, they print uh, stuff and... Me and you, Danny. Yeah, print stuff and design stuff, Charles, they, if you they didn't They do. Know. That's right. And uh, they, they've, you know, we thought, well, they're creative, so we'll be creative. And we'll come up with the Cobbler's Creative Corner. And um, the idea of this was for us to go through some of the creative moments, you know, from the time uh, of the last month following the cobblers you know and you mostly expect it to be things that happen on the pitch and um rather than the through ball by danny hilton to sam hoskins versus colchester or sam hoskins himself scoring that wonderful free kick against crawley you two went with shoot the bloody boot (laughs) that's a great choice it's a creative (laughs) choice by the club charles you didn't you didn't put any specifications on this at all you're you're buggered off to kent Got lost in the maze, left us to it. Mm-hmm. What are we supposed to do with that? Come on, shoot the boot is the is a massively creative thing. Okay, back, fine, fine. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll I'll let you have it. Just Why do you time. hate shoot the boot, Charles? Don't hate it. I just I oh, can't nice. believe you overlooked such creativity. We, we didn't. Uh, we didn't overlook them. No, we mentioned them. Sam Hoskins was mentioned by um, everyone. By no, by by the um, RLS print and design people. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so we didn't want to repeat that because that would just be boring. Right. Also, you don't want to pick the obvious. No? Exactly. Got to find your gems, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. Little gems. Unearth it a little bit. Your, your iced Indeed. gems. The iced gems. I do oh, like yeah. an iced gem, to be fair, don't I? There you go. Mm, there you go. Uh, they don't sponsor us, though, do they? No, they don't. RLS Print and Design yeah. do. Yeah. If they want to sponsor us, that'd be nice. Free ice gems for everybody. We, I mean, we'll we're, we're happily take suggestions for this month if, anything, if anyone sees anything creative on the... On the pitch side, or absolutely the corner, yeah. the corner, the corner, the corner from the Barrow game, perhaps mm-hmm. something Tim Oglethorpe says, or oh yes, no? please Man- creating money from out of nowhere, perhaps. Okay, Cobblers three, Barrow one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks to our sponsors, RLS Print and Design, of course, for the, your support. Uh, I do. I, I'm quite looking forward to this month's uh, creativity that we're about to come up with right now as we create for you another podcast of creative genius. Is that enough creativity for you? It's lots. Good. This is, uh, we're creeping up, by the way. 197, we're creeping up towards we a magic number. Up, aren't we? A bit nervous Just, about the 200. Number? I know you are. <laughs> Charles, Charles is particularly nervous about 200. Yeah. We, won't, we won't reveal anything at the moment, but uh, yeah, quite nervous. That I might not be here for it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be... Uh, would be all right. Oh, no, no, no. It's not about you guys. I, I trust you implicitly, both of you and Chesney. Oh, it feels like after the grilling you've just given us about the creative corner. 
<laughs> if anything, Neil, I just wanted to give a little bit more exposure to our lovely sponsors. Deal with it. You are more or less printer design. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> uh, ben Fox, he's no longer going to be creative for six months. And that is a big blow, wouldn't you say? Oh, there's your big blow. <laughs> he's he's been having that all day. Ever since <laughs> I wrote that on the running order, Neil has been waiting for that moment. You you assume that I didn't open the running order one minute before I joined the recording, Charles. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, you're right. I, I assumed incorrectly, didn't I? You did assume incorrectly. <laughs> right? but I don't think was... we've seen enough of him for it to be a big blow, if that makes sense. Mm. It's yeah. a big blow for the depth, isn't it? Yes. Oh, actually, <laughs> yeah. badly timed just after deadline day, isn't it? Just after... You got yeah, things always happen at this point, though, don't they? They don't happen with like two weeks to spare before you can, you know, sign a new player to to replace them for six months or anything like that. It happens just as you're not allowed to do that anymore. Mm. It, it it would it would be very uncobblers or you know unfootball for that to happen. I believe. Mm. Well, we do have an option, of course. Do we? That's, yeah. If you, oh, uh, don't you say it, Danny. <laughs> if, if, we, uh, if we perhaps moved one of our centre-backs into that... You defense, stop it now. Well, um, like we did last season, which worked splendidly, I thought. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about said, uh, said defender in a bit, actually. Yeah. Um, He's he talking about John game. Guthrie. <laughs> <laughs> get him in there. Get him uh, in midfield. Yeah, get him in midfield. He won't get turned Can so we, easily in midfield. When, when we get a problem like this, you know Keith Cole was good with um, solving, putting square holes in, square, hole, square, square pegs holes? in round holes. Yes, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. We just bring him back as a consultant, so whenever this happens, <laughs> we just draft him back. Keith, 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 we yeah. need, need, a, need a day's work from you just to figure this out. Who can we stick in there? Keith Hope would it. never leave, though. No, that's true. Be the unwanted dinner guest will need us. You'd fi- you'd find him sleeping in the <laughs> in the, the, the security corridor. box in the corner or well, the, yeah, the deep pier corridor. There'd just, just be summer hats just lying around in different yeah. places. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh no, I, I I do think that it's it's a shame more than maybe a blow, because we've not really seen the best if if even some of the best that Ben Fox has to offer. Um, yeah, so it is a shame, isn't it? Mm. And, and I think that he... And, and the, for me, the really annoying thing is is that he got injured in that that, that game at Ipswich yeah. where we were so bad. And, you know, let's be honest, it just didn't mean anything. We know that the Peace Trophy doesn't really mean anything. We know we don't take it seriously. Pardon? Well, Danny does. Oh. I meant, I meant as a football club, Danny, by the looks yeah. of it. Um, <laughs> cool. What gave you that idea? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that is so annoying, isn't it? Because you, you look at it and you just go, well, we clearly weren't that bothered about the game. And, and then we come out with that kind of injury. Um, it's just it's so well, annoying. Hilton's knock was, was picked up in that game as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and that Odimeo's as well. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was the thing you said, one of you said before about the depth, didn't you? I mean, essentially, with those three out with injuries, and then poor little Johnny Maxted wasn't feeling very well, had a sniffle. Under the weather. Under the weather. Um, So, that just, it just meant that there was very little, I mean, I think this actually showcases a major problem that we've still potentially got. As much as at the beginning of the season, we went, 
look at how much more depth we've got compared to what we had last year, we still look quite light in attack. Because Ben Fox, a central midfielder, Odomeo, I, I, I don't know whether he's a right-back or a right-sided centre-back yet. I'm not quite sure where he's going to be playing most for us. And then, obviously, Johnny Maxted is a goalkeeper. So the only player that we had out that was an attacker was Danny Hilton. And yet, that meant we had no Josh striker Eppier. on the bench. Josh Eppier. Yeah, but again, he's not... Was, Sammy Hoskins fills in there. Yeah. It, it looks worse, maybe, than it actually is, because on Tyler, the bench... Tyler McLaughlin. <laughs> Tyler McLaughlin. <laughs> he's the new Sam Hoskins. Play him Target everywhere. Target man. Target man. Slump it up to him. Oh. No, don't go back to the Olympic <laughs> days. Um, we can yeah. obviously still draft people in, though, right? From the from the get, get a don't, don't mention the draft. Neil's oh, meant to be doing his NFL thing. Tonight. Oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, bring in a freebie or two, can't we? Yeah, we you can, can bring but... in freebies. Yeah. <laughs> but who? What's Kevin Ellison up to these days? Playing for Warren's oh, Rhinos. Yeah, he's Warren's Rhinos, isn't he? Yeah. JJ Hooper is he available? It's got to be. Is he in. not playing for Port Vale still? No. 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 Carlisle United. No, he's, he's non-league, no, isn't he? Non-league. He's lower than that now, yeah. Uh, Chelveston Rovers. Um, South Shields, Charles. Oh, is he? Yep. There you go. I knew was... if I filled for long enough, you'd get there at the end. Scored, well scored 12, 12 goals in 21 games. Blimey. South Shields. Found his level. <laughs> <laughs> yep, certainly did. Um, let's get back to the game. I'm interested in how you both mm. saw it um, because I won't lie, I was feeling, and I know you were as well, Neil. We were both having a bit of a, a, a pessimistic uh, preach before kickoff, and also during the opening ten minutes. Uh, how, how did you guys see the game, Danny? I know you watched it back rather than seeing it live because I don't you know what the fuss was about. Some, you were watching some grown, sweaty men wrestle. Um, men and instead. women, Charles. Equal equality. Yeah, equal. <laughs> oh, and women's. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, how did how did you see it? How did I see it? Um, I was set up from your commentary on the WhatsApp to be <laughs> let down. So, right. I, but actually, it probably made it it made it better because I was expecting the worst, and it, I don't feel it was that bad. I thought Barrow came out the blocks really well. Mm-hmm. Wasn't particularly expecting it from them, but I know they're a new a new team, new year, new year, new me, and all that. <laughs> um, but they, they come out pretty well. Like Gordon looked a bit of a handful, didn't they? Flash, or Flash, they call him. Oh, Flash. Yeah. Um, but I thought we settled down. And I thought as soon as we, we got in front, I thought it was a bit of a like one moment that Barrow had that they scored. But I thought the whole game, I thought we were pretty much in control, especially when we scored the, the two goals. They, they had their moments, but I thought we were pretty much in control for most of it. And I was quite surprised by that because I know Barrow have started really well. Mm. Um and they looked a team that had been transformed pretty quickly and they're trying to play a new style, but they seem to have slotted into it pretty well. But that probably played to our advantage a little bit. If they'd have come and shut up shop again, it would, we would have struggled. But I think we needed a game like that. We needed someone to come and to come and play passing football and come and play out from the back and all this and be fairly open for us to to get back into form a little bit. Because if, if we're playing a game like that after the week that we had against a team that's coming up and putting four or five men at the back, another block of four in front of that, it's going to be tough and the crowd would have turned quite quickly. But I think I thought it was a fairly entertaining game for the most part. Yeah, I, I think that I was clouded 
by my pre-match pessimism. Yeah, I, you I weren't think... happy before the game went. Well, no, <laughs> you, I don't... you had sat through the Tuesday night as well. Yeah, I had I had watched the, that whole Tuesday, I, and I I was tired as well because I'd driven down to my parents and I just got there in time to start watching the game. And... Get the violin out. Yeah, get the violin out, please do. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and then I had to to sit back as Ipswich just ripped us apart uh, with ease. So there was a little bit of that. There was a little bit of, I mean, we'll come on to it a bit later on, but there was a little bit of, I was starting to question other things off the pitch wise. Oh yeah, you went, you went up completely down. I did. (laughs) I went down a massive spiral. Uh, Started talking about Kevin Broadhurst again. Yeah, I did. The 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 flume of despair. I went down. The flume of despair. (laughs) Waterpark. There we go. Uh, Indeed. Um, And uh, (laughs) it just, it just carried on through to to Saturday. And I, I I kind of, I was sort of, and I think I, I, I put this in the, in the, the match preview that I did for the game, which was to sort of say that, I felt like we really needed a, a win to to turn our season around. How stupid does that sound, by the way? I realised that I'd gone completely, you know, over the top in, in my pessimism. But I don't know. It, it felt like everybody felt like that. I mean, social media is one of those things, isn't it? A small amount of people make a lot of noise. And therefore, I was kind of seeing quite a lot of people being annoyed with with how certain things on and off the pitch had been going, and it just entered into my head and wouldn't wouldn't leave. And everything that I sort of started doing, and Neil, you were the same because I was looking to you to sort of pick me up, and you just sort of went, "No, you're right, mate. It's terrible." <laughs> Why were you looking to me for that? I don't know because <laughs> Danny wasn't available. You were the only you know, one. I'm the least rational person here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all terrible. No, yeah, it's all brilliant. Oh dear, it, it was though. I mean, I was surprised that um, what we saw from Barrow wasn't really what I was expecting because on the preview show last week, speaking to the Barrow fan Ronan, he talked about and and, and obviously I've seen well, you know the highlights on the on say on Quest then, <laughs> but um, on on the EFL highlights on ITV. <laughs> They are quite a high, you know, t- tempo, and they press quite high up the pitch. You didn't really see any of that on on Saturday, and I wonder how much of that was down to our, you know, good. I was going to say brilliance, but that's probably swinging a bit too far, isn't it? But how much was that down to our good play stopping them from being able to to maybe do that? Uh, yeah, well. I thought Barrow looked good in the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, we controlled it. And I, I was so at halftime, obviously, we scored those two quick fire goals in the mm. second half. I expected them to come out as all guns blazing and it to be a rocky time. Brady made a couple of changes and changed the shape a little bit, and they didn't have any answers. They were, they were just stunted, which is credit to, to John Brady, actually, because mm. we called him out when. He perhaps, you know, he, he gets it wrong, which all managers do, of course. So we should praise him when he gets it right as well. And I thought he got it bang on on, on yeah. Saturday with the changes he made. It was a little bit confusing when he was making them. But then it was quite clear and obvious what the plan was and it worked perfectly. And they had no answer. We controlled it. Yeah, there was a couple of, you know, they had a couple of chances right at the end in injury time, I think it was, wasn't it? Um mm-hmm. But that is in, pretty natural, isn't it? So I think, in, in hindsight, if you take out the first ten minutes or so, 
I think we were pretty much well in control. We, we we passed the ball well. Obviously, there was improvements. It wasn't the complete performance or anything like that. But mm. for a team that, has, what, they lost one game all season? Yeah. We looked, uh, yeah. Mm. They didn't look better than us at all. We looked yeah. better than them. We looked a better footballing team than them. They had a very annoying player on their team, which helped, I think. Um, <laughs> which one? Josh Gordon, is it? The, the, stri- the striker that scored. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Josh Gordon. Yeah. yeah, he had a right tantrum in the second half. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the ball went into the West Stand down by where we sit. And uh, it was it was quite near the end. And the Cobblers fan held it out for him to come and get it. And he started, <laughs> he started moaning. <laughs> about it. So he just held it. And then he started moaning to the stewards about it. So he's not going to do anything. And the stewards were like, fuck off, mate. <laughs> Sorry, uh, language. Um, but no, I thought we looked good. I actually think in hindsight, look, one of the most frustrating things when watching the Cobblers, there was a, there was a, a spell, I think it was in the first half, where we kept the ball mm. and we moved it across the pitch, nothing there. We kept the ball, we moved it back across the pitch, nothing there. We still kept hold of the ball. What we were doing is we we're trying to draw them out a little bit, work out where the space is and then, and then attack. Right, mm-hmm. well, keeping hold of the ball, which makes perfect sense. All during that period. It went on for, I would say, a minute or two. Forward! Forward! Get it forward! Move it! Get it up! Boom! This is boring! (laughs) Next thing you know, once they've found the space, we created a chance and almost scored. Yeah. It's just like... And John Brady alluded to that, didn't he, in his post-match interview as well. He ba- that that exact thing is basically what he said, which was that we kept possession for a little while. People started shouting, getting it forward, weren't happy with getting on the players' backs. And then five seconds later, they were applauding a, a good chance that, that yeah. had been created. Um, because you know these people would be the ones first to moan if, mm. say, if John Guthrie lumped it forward and it bounced through to the goalkeeper. They'd be like, boring, long ball, pass it. Keep it on the floor. Like, yeah, God, this Brady, this is rubbish. Yeah. It's like, I think you you can't moan when, so under Keith Curl, the style was agricultural at best, right? Um, at best. And there was a lot of moaning about the style, which I understand. It was not nice to watch and it wasn't what I would call real football. Um, so you can't then moan when we are more patient with it and we are trying to play football the right way. And, but we do also mix it up. Sometimes we do go along and, or, you know, hit the diagonals or whatever it may be and, or try and get it in behind. Other times we keep hold of it and we'll, we'll draw them out and try and work out where the space is. Like it's, it's a much better way to be as a football team, have a bit of more of a rounded style. But I just, it's just frustrating. And you hear forward, forward. Oh, they didn't, they didn't realize. Thanks. Yes. Forward, lads. <laughs> What, what what can we do about that as as a nothing, club and as a fan base? Nothing. You get it every football game in all up and down the country. Unfortunately, some people don't understand football, um, and some people say that we don't understand it. Which we, is fine. We probably don't. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, we probably don't to them. Um, some people also just don't have the patience for it. They just want to see goal, 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 action, 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 action. That's not football. Mm. I mean, that's I'm not, my view. I, I do think that. Northampton Town have a have a history of of being agricultural, as you say. You know, you go you go all all those you know many 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 seasons back when was it Ian Holloway said that he hated coming to Sixfields 
because the crowd would really get on your back. And, you know, I mean, it makes it sound like it's some sort of lion's den, which it, it from our point of view, <laughs> is, is anything but, really. But, you know, we, we've never been... You look at a side like Crew, for example, who are known for, you know, playing the, in inverted commas, the Crew way and, and you know, playing it along the floor and, and doing it and, and all of this kind of playing football the right way, supposedly. Um, the Cobblers have never been known for that. So therefore, in order to sort of transition into that kind of more passing to feet, pass and move style than just get it forward as, you know, and play, what, what what's it called? Um, like territory football, almost. Um, it's going to take time for some fans to adjust to it. And I, I think like with, like with everything in life, maybe, Danny, the younger ones are the ones that are quicker to sort of get hold of that and be okay with it. Whereas maybe it takes us older ones a little bit longer to get past where we were. Can I just dive in? Why did you go to Danny? <laughs> yeah, I was just about to ask that same question. Uh, um, uh, what are you saying, I Charles? I, I don't know. Well, I was calling all three of us older. Okay. Not, not okay. old, older. Okay. I, I don't think I've particularly taken it that long to adjust to it. I think I think the problem we have on in games like Saturday is the perception of the opposition is Barrow, even though if yeah. they were top of the league by 30 points, we'd still be coming to a home game expecting to go and trounce them, wouldn't we? Because of just the way we see teams like that. Mm. Um, so like if a team like the Doncaster game, I'm guessing it wasn't as bad as that because they've just come down and we see Doncaster as maybe an equal to us or or maybe slightly higher than us because they've just come from League One. If we were playing um, like a team like Mansfield, we'd, we'd, we'd know from our history lessons that it was going to be a tough game wherever they are in the league. When a team like Barrow comes, we we automatically think we're a bigger club with them. We should be beating them 4 or 5 nil. It's just not the case. And that that patience is going to wear a lot thinner on fans like that in a game like that and against a team like that, no matter how we build it up or no matter how they're doing in the league. And, yeah. and you just got to understand sometimes that we are trying to play a new way and that sometimes it's going to go wrong. Because I think a lot of the times before this it's gone wrong like we've had patches of games where passing's been all over all over the place but on Saturday I don't see any of that I think it was crisp it was like I didn't see a lot of passes going astray or anything like that I think it was we we were properly on it the whole time but there are going to be patches like that through the season where it's going to be frustrating because we're trying to play it in that way mm. but I think for the most part we're decent I think I said on Saturday it's feels around about the same place as we were towards the end of last season where the majority of it's going right. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be odd occasions where it just doesn't click for whatever reason in some games. A lot's been said about Mitch Pinnock's form at the start mm. of this season. Quite a few Cobblers fans online not happy with the fact that he's not been playing on the wing, which is perceived as being his best position. He plays on the wing and lo and behold gets an assist, albeit from a corner. Um <laughs> so would you call it the wing where we played on Saturday? I don't really know. This was this was what I was going to ask you was whether you really saw a difference and whether you put it down to him playing supposedly on the wing or whether he just had a better game and he was showing what he showed us all last season. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't have seen it as the wing, but I don't think we play out and out wingers. It's probably more on the elbow if anything. The elbow. the elbow with a bird rather than the wing. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think the, the, 
<laughs> the um the thing that people get out is that he's not in a place in the center to do his best work and that's what i was saying for the last couple of weeks he's not been in the positions where he can create we can get the best out of him from where he was on Saturday, we could because he was there he was on the the side of the pitch the elbow wherever we want to call it the inside forward i'd say mm. where he can do his damage and that's where we need him but we don't there's no point having him in a number, number 10 role because his danger is from crosses See, I, I don't think he's necessarily been playing as number 10. Do you, know? Because, I mean, last season, if you look at where he was playing, because something John Brady said was that, well, he, he didn't play on the wing last season. He played sort of a free role, and that's what he was yeah. doing. So he was popping up on bo- both wings and in the middle of the pitch and in the bottom. You know, he has no one set, like, static position. I just controversial he didn't think he was particularly good again on Saturday <laughs> against Farrow actually I know he set up a goal for a corner um, there was a couple of times where he got into a decent position and his delivery was poor which I found frustrating he's not the only one obviously and never let the league two footballers that's going to happen um, it feels like he's still a bit off I think that's probably fair in terms of his position and yeah I think we we called it and said get him out wide actually it's probably fairer that he had license to roam and was sort of flitting around a little bit and stuff. I think, and I think he needs that rather than just being right. You need to play in the centre. Mm. So whether it's out on the wing or whether it's you know chop and change and, and kind of across the whole pitch, that's fine because he's not. He just gets lost a bit in the centre, I think, and doesn't really impact the game. Yeah. Um- Another player who I thought had a very good game and is now starting to show the kind of player that I was expecting to see, Tyler McGlure. Oh, Maggers, yeah. Oh, Maggers. Scored a yeah, lovely, like a yeah, scored a lovely goal. <laughs> is he replacing the horse now? Oh, he is. Um, yeah, there, there is definitely, for me, um, I, I, I am much more happy with him now than I was a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, I think that... The explanation that we've had from John Brady is a fair one, which is that, you know, he came in on the eve of the season, didn't he? Wasn't necessarily up to speed. I won't say he wasn't fit. He just wasn't up to speed. He said, no, I'll play. And it's just taken him a few weeks to get maybe up to speed. And now he's now he can start showing us, you know, what he's all about. And I have to say, I love his celebration. Oh, I want to know the story behind it. Do you not know the story, Neil? I would do you, not know the story. Would you like Charles. to know the score? The story. Yes, I would like to know the story. Story time. Would you remember? Yes. Story time. Seth 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 it's time for Jack and Ori. Get a hot cup of cocoa oh, and uh, get your Christmas bourbons. I'm afraid, ladies, it's yeah. not Tom your Hardy on uh, time. It's just <laughs> Charles Collins. Get your waffles in the toaster. Blanket over your knees. Waffles in the toaster. Love it. So remember last season. Uh, the final yes, day I of do. the season. Remember <laughs> oh, that? God, no, no, don't start. Do. Barrow away. Yeah. Remember um, Barrow striker Josh Kay? Mm, Peter's brother, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Mr. Kay, you may remember, went on social media after the game and quote tweeted Bristol Rovers mm. and uh, said he had his PayPal open for donations oh, towards did, yes. his golf holiday. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. So what does Tyler McGlure do when he's scored his goal? Mm. Swing! Bada, 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 bada. Pardon? <laughs> yeah, I know that was a baseball reference, but anyway, it was very good. I enjoyed it. 
Oh. I was, Josh Kay, was Josh Kay on the pitch? I time? think he was. Yeah, he started, didn't he? He was in the front three, I think. Well, I like that. Yeah, That's good. I loved I it. Enjoyed that. But it looks yeah. like, because I, I think he made that um, celebration for his first goal that he scored uh, earlier yeah. in the season. So it's clearly a decision that has been made. But it's I love the fact that it's very obvious that the club really are the team are really taking what happened last season and, and using it in a positive way to, you know, hopefully be successful this season. Shove it up them, lads. Exactly, Neil. Shove it right up them. Right up Shove it right up them. Get it up there. No, but... Get like, it right we, in there. We've criticised Magus. <laughs> Insert it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. We've, yeah, we've criticised Magus a bit on here. Yeah. Um, but he is... He's both ends now. Mm. Keep both ends, getting the getting the goals, and as soon as he scores a couple of goals, then you start getting that fear factor around defenders that you. Um, he looks much better. He, he, he looks does. He physically looks more imposing as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was definitely off the pace to start with, but yeah, and also Ray did explain it, didn't he? So yeah, also I thought Sharon did well at right back, and that's probably a big indication about what Brady thought about Maggers at right back. Yes, yeah, <laughs> he, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first day of the season, it was the opposite way round, I think. That Sharon was in the middle of yes, Maggers was right was. back. Maggers got caught out. Um, but I thought Sharon did well as well. Yeah. Right good um, seeing back. I think it's because um, it was a show. Oh, I, I mean, I expected Lintot to get dropped, if I'm being honest, after his performance against, against Ipswich, um, which is a shame after the really good performance he had away at Crewe. Um, and he'd had a couple of other, or at least one other good game, I thought. Doncaster, I thought he was all right. Um, but yeah, that Ipswich game just seemed to do for him um and so been taken out of the firing line i think by brady but it but it did work so i am I'm, I'm very pleased about that um next could four I, league games oh go sorry, on Danny. Just, did you want something I, else can you shout someone else out please yes is it the referee oh, it's not the referee but uh, it's good that we're we not should. shouting that referee we're not talking about the ref which is great yeah had a good game you had a good game well done, yeah. well done. Yep. yes probably shouldn't need to be saying that but we do need to the minute yeah it's only fair. <laughs> um <laughs> What's his full name? I want to full name him. Samuel Tobias. No. Goat. Goals. That goes without saying now, doesn't it? Okay. I am going to shout out Ab Al Ali Morakinyo Olaposi Koiki. Wow. Well done. Yeah. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. But another one we've criticised for most of the season. Drop him, we said last week. We did. We did. Um, we did. He, he, made one, he made one absolute peach of a tackle. Mm-hmm. If James was there, it would have been a giant one. Ooh, but, <laughs> James Hennigan, maybe it was. Um, yeah. But no, it was it was a lovely old tackle that was. I enjoyed it. And he's, he seemed to be on it on Saturday, as the kids say. I think they, they all, I think a lot of them. Everyone was, yeah. Yeah, and I wonder I wonder how much of that was maybe adversity. You know, we've got a lot of injuries now as well. You know, or not a lot, but you know, we've got yeah. some injuries. We've had a bit of a blip, you know, the Doncaster game. I mean, I think Maybe looking back at that Doncaster game, it wasn't the prettiest of games. But essentially, we the two teams cancelled each other out, didn't they? And then Doncaster mm. win through a penalty. And uh, frustrating. But if that had been nil-nil, which I think it should have been, really, then we'd have probably gone away and gone, well, we're still unbeaten. Happy days. It's fine. Whereas I think it did deflate a few. So well, Tuesday, Tuesday did as well. And then the, I think yeah. it doesn't it doesn't look whatever competition it is, it don't look good, does it if you lose six nil? So no. it's so yeah, so I I think it I think it did do wonders for a lot of them. And I thought um 
Bowie was fantastic. Yeah, he was, yeah, to be fair. Um, um, are, we go, are we going with Bowie now? It seems to be everyone calls him. Everyone calls him Bowie, I'm so let's go it. with Bowie. Let's I'm just not having it, it Charles. We'll, we'll ask on Thursday at the forum. We'll, we'll, oh, yeah, yeah, it's good. We'll do it. Do. We'll do that. Um, but yeah, I thought they all I, I thought they all had a really, really good... Burge made another great save as well. Seems to be doing at least one every single game, which is... Yeah. I don't think he'll be happy with the goal, but... No, I don't either, but I, Guthrie won't be happy either. Um, no, it's true. I'm not happy with it, so therefore no, no one else No one's going to be happy with it, are they? <laughs> no, exactly. Um, next four league games, we've got Walsall away on Saturday, obviously, then then a trip to Wimbledon midweek, followed by mm. two home games, Rochdale and Stockport. How how do you guys think we'll fare? Because, I mean, you'd look at that and you'd maybe go, we should win against Rochdale, but then they're, they're a bit of a bogey side for us. Got Jim, um, Jim, Jim Bentley in there now. So Yeah. Um, I'm hoping they've won by then because they haven't won yet, have they? That's true. Get, get that win out your system. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. one wants, no yeah. one wants that no. coming into that game, do they? <laughs> uh, all away. I'm going to that one, and Ooh. I'll be honest. I'm not really sure I've seen us beat Walsall at the Vescott. Okay. Um, so first time for everything, of course. Um, I am pretty confident we'll win all of our next four games. Oh, oh Neil, blimey! Yeah. Top yeah, of the league. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll dispose of Walsall. Okay. <laughs> We'll sneak a victory against Wimbledon. It'll be a late goal. Okay. Which will cause, as they say, scenes. Scenes. And Rochdale payback. will be payback as well, remember? Yeah. Rochdale yeah. will be a comfortable, <sighs> relatively dull right. 2 0 victory. Okay. Oh, a clean sheet. Stockport yeah. will beat them 4 0. Oh. <laughs> okay. We're on a roll. There you go. Heard it here first, guys. That's that. No pressure. I can't wait for that Stockport game. And if we score a goal and some of them celebrations in front of Fraser's face, oh, it's going to inevitably be planned by them players. Can can we oh, all as fans, can we take Monopoly money, oh, yeah, please? Because yeah. I, I know, you know, it, it seems like it's one of those things that has been quite fun in terms of that banter with him. It's not going to be something that he's... It's not something that any of us as fans, I don't think... You know, I don't think we look at him and begrudge him going and getting a payday rather than staying with us. And I think the fact that the the players and, you know, the the money emojis on Instagram and all that, I, I think just for the fun of it. So it, I'd love to see just at the start of them, the teams come out and just Monopoly money goes everywhere. <laughs> oh, no, out of cannons. Fire it out of cannons. What happens if you want to play Monopoly, though, later on in the evening? Well... Then, then I mean, Monop- Monopoly is not an evening game. Goes on too long. You I could be up till two o'clock in the morning and still not have got a winner. <laughs> I'm sorry to report, I am in Madrid for that game. Hmm. Yeah. So I will waive Monopoly money in Madrid. Okay. <laughs> waive um, what, what's their currency? Uh, the euro, the euro, the euro, euro yeah, like yeah. it's in most of Europe, Danny. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get me started, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> that is a whole different podcast. Oh dear, funny. Uh, okay, brilliant. Um, on to some other stuff now. Um, the NN Journal on Monday morning. Um, <laughs> Sorry, speaking of getting money out in money, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there, there was there was a there was an article released by the NN Journal. Um, Stating that NTFC Supporters Trust have made a three million pound bid for the land behind the East Stand at Sixfields. Um, what 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 do we make of that? What do you make of that, Danny? 
Um, confused, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. I should I say, at the time of it's... recording, we've had no word from the Trust about this whatsoever. Yeah, it's Monday night as we speak. Um, I'm, I'm just confused. Slash bored of it all, if I'm honest. I don't... I mean, three million bid for the land, that means essentially three million bid for everything, right? I think so. Well, as I said, we don't know for definite, but I I would hope that it's for everything, seeing as, you know, before they were just trying to get the ACV, the the bit of land that covered the athletics track. Hmm. I'd hope that they weren't putting three million pound on that when the club are putting in a bid for two million for the whole whole lot of it. Hmm. So, Kildara, they offered three million for the land. Yeah. Yeah. Minus the ACV land. Minus that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, confusion, I think, at the minute. Until we know more details, it's hard to properly comment. But it could make for an interesting open forum on Thursday, for sure. Um, I'm not sure where the money's coming from. I don't know if they're partnered with someone. Um, I also find it quite hard to to see that it's going out as a journalistic piece without the members knowing a lot about it. From what I know, I'm not a member, but I know you are, Charles. I know they haven't been canvassed or anything or told about it or anything like that so that's probably going against what they originally are for the trust but again quite hard to comment on it until we know the answers to them questions so yeah generally it's a it's a saga that's just going on and on and on it's ridiculous pretty much the same for you neil um i no longer give a shit (laughs) charles uh what'll happen will happen I've resigned myself to nothing happening ever. So I, which isn't ideal for a podcast. I don't really want to talk about it because I don't want to talk anymore. Absolutely no mention of a Dean Poo corridor either. <laughs> which I the only way I'd be, the only way I'm going to start taking an interest is if somebody is serious about the water park. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know. And uh, hey, go to Austria. They know how to do it. They do. They do. Flume over the stand. Love it. Uh, with a with a gap as well, so you can see through it to see the pitch. Brilliant. Oh, I you, meant like you know, a transparent shot. bit of the flume is what I meant. <laughs> Not meant a gap. Got the, the gap up there. <laughs> Just yeah. pull through it. <laughs> if you don't, no, make, if you don't make the jump. I thought you, thought you meant incredible, a, wouldn't it? I meant I built a shop up there. Come to the flume. Like here's your clothes. Some, here's some hoodies. Have those. <laughs> um, <laughs> brilliant. Um I I'm, I feel pretty anxious about it, if I'm being honest. I, I feel pretty worried about it for the fact that, you know, look, I'm still a member of the Supporters Trust. I'm a life member. And, yeah, I didn't know about it. The only thing that I've, you know, the only way that I've heard about this is through a, yeah, a, 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 an online newspaper. Is that, yeah, probably the best way to describe it. Um, Who, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not at all about that got anything other than praise for that that particular outlet media outlet to be honest because they they did a great job they helped save um Ron's library that my dad's involved in as a volunteer um by highlighting some ridiculousness that was going on um with the council believe it or not um and what that, and uh, <laughs> not w I don't think it was uh, west north ants north north ants no, I mean, uh, anyway, right? council council yeah um so I've got no reason to disbelieve what, you know, and I, I don't think that they will have printed something like that, that if there's not a any sense of truth to it. The thing that annoys me is that the trust haven't got there first, especially um, 
you know, because where where's it come from? Um, well, it's either come from the trust or the council, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Now, if it's come from, if it's come from the trust, I, I, I'd be very, very, very unhappy with the fact that they they've not m- contacted the membership first, um, knowing because, that yeah, knowing that how- something could come out in a you know newspaper in a media outlet thing um especially when the chairman of the trust is a journalist himself you'd think that they they'd know that this was likely to happen and that their members might be a bit pissed off about it about not being the first to know um the bit i'm you know i i do worry about the fact that where have they got three million quid from because if you go on the trust website and look at the accounts, they've got nowhere near that amount of money in their bank account. So they've clearly partnered with somebody or borrowed the money uh, from somewhere. That's great if they get three million quid, you know, given to them to go and purchase the land. But the club have got a lease on it, so the relationship between the club's owners and the and the trust is, you know, might as well be in in the ground six feet under. So I don't see any possibility of them ever working together. So there'll be a stand standoff and nothing will happen. Nothing will get done. Um, I don't see how it benefits the, the football club or, or us as supporters of said football club. Um, there's not enough details yet, is there? We don't no, the, anything. that's the, the thing. There's not. And, and that's, why I'm, that's why I'm anxious about it. I would say, don't look, my view with this stuff, and I'm trying to be a bit more removed from it, mm-hmm. is the trust are going to do what they want to do, no matter what. The club is going to do what they want to do, no matter what. We're just merely bystanders that sort of see what happens, basically. We've got, as fans, I think it's relatively clear, as ridiculous as it sounds, we've got no sway in any of this. Um, the club will do what they are chosen, the path they're going down. They're sticking to that. They're not going to digress from that the trust have obviously ramped up what they're doing and yep the trust should be the the supporters voice and stuff but we've already seen with the acv thing and the debacle of that vote whether to trigger it or not they're going to do what they want to do right that's that's without question so there's nothing we can do really we can just sit wait well, uh, see what see what happens and hope oh yeah i mean you, you say that but i mean we we can do something i think personally by by having this conversation and mm. you know because because look right I am, you know, I, I try really hard to really look into this stuff and not, and not just take an emotional standpoint on it. I, I appreciate that, you know, I have got an opinion that does side one way rather than the other, right? I, I, I've not got any qualms in, in saying that. However, I don't disagree with what the trust are are there to do and what they're trying to do. I don't disagree with them asking questions. I don't disagree with them um, And and on that point. And I also, you know, I really do believe that the the people there that are on the board of the trust, I really do believe that they think they're doing the right thing as they see it. But my issue is, is that it feels like it's a very polarised or it's become a very polarised issue where some people seem to think it's, and and this is on both sides, they think it's a black and white issue rather than, you know, actually there's a lot of stuff in the middle that just gets ignored. And when I look at stuff and and I, I, you know, 
I'll look at stuff that the club put out and I go, mm, okay, that's fine. But what about this? You know, the whole thing about like the the no stand, no land bit being taken out. I say taken out. It just isn't in the deal that actually ended up becoming the deal that was accepted by the council. Um, I, I wasn't particularly happy about that. I look into it and then I find out, right, okay, well, why isn't it there? What's happened? And that there's going to be other things in place instead to ensure that stuff actually does get done and there's legal ramifications, et cetera, et cetera. So there's stuff in that gray area. I then look at what the trust say and what comes out of that side of things and things get said and it just gets repeated and repeated and repeated without ever mentioning anything in the grey area. Things like, and I appreciate this isn't stuff that's necessarily coming in an official statement, but things get said where what have the owners done in seven years? They've not done anything for seven years. Um, I mean, I know that they're talking about one thing, which is the yeast stand. But I mean, I can quite easily turn around and reduce that seven years just by simply taking two years out for a worldwide pandemic and then for taking another two years out while the leases weren't correct and they didn't do it. And then I can take more time out of it by simply turning around and going, the club try, were trying to do a deal with the local council to go and purchase a bit of land for them to then enable some development. So people who turn around and say it's this and, and look at this and they've not done it for seven years – they don't seem to take into account, even at the moment, they don't seem to take into account or even acknowledge the fact that there was a pandemic that shut the world down for two years. And then on the other side of it, the club don't seem to accept, in my view, that questions should be asked at times and they should give better answers, I believe, to some questions that have been that have been asked of them. But at the same time, you've got to look at all of it and just go, the relationship between the two of them is so bad that it's a lot of shouting into a void or a lot of shouting at each other. And the people that are caught in the middle are people like you and I, who are just supporters of a football club who we want to be successful. Now, I know because I'm not silly enough, I suppose, to think that those two parties will ever be able to sit in a room together and work something out that they're both going to be happy with and, and have a, a really good relationship again. The only way that a relationship between club and supporters trust is going to be better now is going to be with two different sets of people in those organisations. Because even if the owners move on, the owners are just going to tell the people that they sell the club to how bad the supporters trust are. And the supporters trust are going to turn around and do the same when any prospective buyer comes into the club and tell them how bad the ownership are. So it feels like to me we are caught in the middle and I'm, that, that, that worries me because I look at it and I go, well, what happens if, if the owners of this football club can't do the thing that they're trying to do, which is essentially use a piece of land to be able to sell in order to then give us what we want, which is a finished stadium, and then get rid of the, you know, the debt as much as we can and and help to create a more sustainable football club. Yeah, it's not perfect. Yes, it's not going to make us earn a million quid every year in profit just by finishing that stand, but it's a step in the right direction. If they can't do it, they walk away and then what happens? That's the thing that I worry about. 
And the thing that worries me is that what happens to our football club at that point? Because it feels to me like the supporters' trust have alienated a significant portion of the fan base that I think if they were to start rattling buckets, people might think twice about giving giving money to it, even if it is to try and save the football club. I guess the theory is that if they've got the land for three million, they can sell that land if they can sort the leases out and do what the club want to do, which just means that the owners don't get any money, right? Mm-hmm. That's 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 their game. That's their goal, right? The, their goal here is for the owners not to get back any money they've put into the club. That's what they're trying to do, right? That's the, you know the club have been pretty clear and upfront about what they're trying to do. Yeah, we want to sell this land. We use some of that money to um, develop, to finish the stand, you know, and we'll get a bit of money back that we've put into the club over the last six years, however long it is. Bit of money go to the club. The the, the trust's problem is why should they get any money back? That should all go to the club. I mean, I think that's a bit of a a naive view, um, unless you've got. I mean, I mean, nobody buys a football club, do they? To to earn money, really. Um, maybe you, you you buy it to try and improve it and sell it for a higher price, perhaps. Um, I don't think you do that at a, this level. Um, well, you know, no, yeah. you, you'd need to get promoted, right? And mm-hmm. be, be in a better situation in a better scenario. I just think it's, I, I don't know. I don't, like I say, I don't know. I, I, yeah, the reason why I say we've, we've got no real bearing on it or anything is because I don't think we do. And I think if you look at it, you've got, look, you've got a batch of people in the trust and a few hardcore supporters of the trust who are fully invested and it is essentially it is like taken over their lives you've got the football club which obviously you know that is their life that's their job and all that sort of thing and then you've got probably 95 percent of supporters i don't really give that much of a shit <laughs> just want to watch a winning team and be entertained and make and, and obviously want the team to progress and stuff but push come to shove do the majority of Cobblers fans give enough of a crap? I don't think they do. No, I, I agree with you on that. I, don't, I, don't I think, think they do at all. We, yeah. We, yeah, we might want to talk about it. Like, we, look, I love talking about Cobblers and I love talking about being the chance this podcast gives us to do some of the things we've done has been brilliant. And I love the football side of it. I am sick to the back teeth of the off pitch stuff. I didn't start following a football team really to, I just want them to get promoted. <laughs> I, I just I don't I've, I've got I've got a life I've got kids I've got a busy job myself and stuff do I, do I care enough maybe you can legislate that at me if you want you know someone maybe they're a better fan than me because they're fully invested and you know really passionate about it or oh, you don't want the best for the club I do want the best for the club of course I do I've just not that I ain't got the time or the effort to throw myself around about it and I think that's the majority of Cobblers fans yeah I, I... Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think there is that that ele- element to it. And kudos to those that do have yeah, the energy. Yeah, fair play. You yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, anyway, Thursday night at the football club in the 1897 suite, there is the open forum uh, taking place. It starts at 7.30. It's your chance to come along and ask Kelvin Thomas, James Whiting and Tom Cliff Anything you want. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know what most people are going to be wanting to know about. Um, but come along. I'm hosting it with Neil, who doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can people ask you and Neil anything as well? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. 
I've, Brilliant. I've, got, I've got a letter I want to send in. Oh, really? Post, no, you've, got to, you've got to be there, I'm afraid, Danny. Oh, can you not have any writing questions? No, sorry. We're going to, we're going to, the people that are there, the people that take time out of their evening <laughs> to come along and, uh, you know, to, to pop their hand up and ask a question. I'm looking forward to it. I do, like, I, this is the majority of these questions, hopefully, will be football related, right? And I, it's the thing with all this stuff that's going on off the pitch. You missed the chance to have that conversation and that chat and really like dig down into the the nitty gritty of the squad and you know where they could improve and that sort of thing and what's going on. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the most important thing we should be talking about. Mm. I agree. Okay. Um, also on Thursday, I should tell you, uh, I'm on the Cobbler Show on BBC Northampton oh. uh, Thursday six till seven or catch up on BBC what? Sounds. Have you got your own button? I don't know. We'll find out when I get there. You're not going to listen, Neil. No. Will not listen. Good. I'm excited for you to to discover the secret car park. Secret I I park can't park. wait. The secret car park sounds amazing. Charles. Yeah. You're yeah. on the Cobbler Show six till seven. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. The open forum starts at seven thirty. Yeah, no, I won't, won't have time for a pre-forum beer. I'm afraid. Does that mean Neil's got to set everything up? No, no, no. It's all getting set up beforehand. Neil doesn't have to do anything. Don't you worry. You could hear the panic, right? Yeah, yeah, I could. I could hear it coming. Charles, Charles stuck in traffic, Neil. You've got to take it. Sorry. You start I'm gonna... You get there. It's, all... it's just being a fire going on. I'm going to have to do the awkward small talk bit, am I? Uh, yeah, basically. No, it's going to be fine. I'll be there for half seven. Do not worry. Do not worry. You're leading up to it. People are going to arrive before half seven. Are you going to have to bring your dinner, Charles? Like, uh, did Charles sat at the front with the roast dinner. <laughs> John Carvery. Did you watch the uh, the <laughs> Did you watch the Man United Arsenal game yesterday? I think it was where there were some guys sat in the dugout eating their dinner. Oh, I, was, I saw that. something. I thought that was cereal when I saw that. It might have been cereal. It was something. I remember looking at going. Somebody's, somebody's eating. What's yeah. going on? And it's not like an energy gel. But anyway, there you go. It's like your man who was eating the the pie on that was it Sutton's bench a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah, he did that Day for a pie. bit though, didn't he? Did, naughty, yeah. naughty boy. Anyway, um, post bag time. Shall oh, we get yes. the post bag? Go on. It's time to read your letters out, but things have changed, so listen out. If you want to write about Northampton Town, you'll need to write this next bit down. Just have a rant. Or just some fun at podcast at cobblers to me.com. No matter if we lose or win, send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Get them in. in. Get them in. Get them in. We didn't get any, anyone in, did we? Oh, no. We didn't. Oh, no, we Carrot. didn't, did we? <laughs> Carrot day. Neil was in the bush all day. I dozed. Yeah, I wouldn't sound surprised. It was a very, very quiet, dry bush, it was. <laughs> um, do you want the first postbag letter? Yes, please. <laughs> it is Kevin O'Brien. Hi, Kevin. Hello, oh, Kevin O'Brien. <laughs> Go on, Kevin. Dear Neil, I am in a quandary. Oh. My son is a huge Sidemen fan, which is apparently a group of multi-millionaire YouTubers, not that I'm jealous or anything. Uh, however, he is age 19. Bought tickets for us to see them play a charity match at Charlton Athletic, believing it was on a Sunday. 
<sighs> Unfortunately, it's a Saturday and clashes with our home game versus Stockport. Mm. Even though he's a massive Cobblers fan, he says he wants to go to the Sidemen game. Despite his age, because he's special needs, he can't unfortunately go by himself. Although I do keep explaining the difference between Samuel Tobias Goals and KSI. <laughs> he's insistent we go to the Sidemen. Help me out here, Cobbler Kev. Kev, mm. go to the Sidemen with your son. <laughs> oh, oh, Ooh. that was unexpected. Mm. That's what insist. I would do in, in Kev's situation. Okay. Many, many Cobblers games this season. That's true. One chance to go and see the Sidemen at, at um, Charlton. Cool. Neil. Hello. Who are the Sidemen? <laughs> they are a group of multi-millionaire YouTubers that includes KSI. <laughs> right. Okay. I, I feel I, old just saying the word <laughs> Sidemen. Yep. <laughs> I have no idea who they are. <laughs> I've not got a clue. I've, I've heard of KSI. Uh, yeah, I think I've heard of KSI. I've seen, some, seen like his name on He Twitter does boxing, right? Does a I bit of boxing. <laughs> boxing. I have Sidemen sounds like something that uh brazen hussies have. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're all my sidemen. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Can I offer a different suggestion, Charles, to Neil's Of course you can. Yeah, go. Answer. Um Save just us. Have a look. Just have a look on the on the on a website. Yeah. Yeah. Careful. Um yeah. Safe filter turned uh, off. Yeah. I was Googling. They're streaming on YouTube, apparently. Oh. Because uh, as they would. Yeah. My suggestion go to the Cobblers game, stick on YouTube. You paid your ticket price so the charity doesn't get let down by, oh, by not, but you're not paying. Go to watch Cobblers, stick on YouTube. That's how they want you to watch, surely. They're yeah, YouTubers. They want the views, want the views, want the likes, and want the subscribes. They want to turn up to the actual game, watch it digitally. Come on. I mean, I, I think nothing can be. I mean, Samuel Tobias Goat has got to beat KSI, surely. I, I, I'd have thought so. Yeah. I really would. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of see where Neil's coming from. Neil, you're coming from the father standpoint here, aren't you? Yeah. Spend of course, some time yeah, with your look. son doing something your son wants to enjoy. Yeah. 46 games this season. Yeah. Huh? Well, 23 at home. minimum. But what if the Cobblers win 4-3 with a last-minute phrase, a horse for lone goal? Oh. I, we'd be forever be wondering what you could have been doing. If you ask me, yeah. this is why Kevin O'Brien is in a quandary. Do we know who the sidemen are facing in this charity match? Oh. Is it like a celebrity? Because that could make a difference. If Snedden's there, <laughs> then that would change, <laughs> that would change my answer. <laughs> Oh, Sidemen FC versus YouTube All Stars. <laughs> that's what that's what the match is. I just looked. Brilliant. Um, okay. Sounds but, all right, old ding dong. Yeah. YouTube YouTube All Stars. I'm trying to work out who'd be who'd be on that <laughs> that team. Um, lad, lad baby, lad baby, is he doing it? <laughs> uh, it YouTube. would be Cobblers Vlogs. Cobblers Vlogs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. About my YouTuber knowledge done. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, was there's a little little guy, a little little child, isn't there, that opens that, presents? Is there? <laughs> Pardon? Yeah. It's a little what guy. do you mean? Hold on. I'm hold really on. worried about what you've been watching on YouTube. No, this is opens on YouTube. Presents. This is a little. He's a little. I forget his name. He he's massive. <laughs> well, he's not massive. He's a child, but he's massive in the respect of he just opens stuff. And test the <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Right. 
So is, is it like a business thing? Like like people send them to- new toys to open? Yeah, he's it- a millionaire. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See what I mean? Yeah, is he's Hezbollah? Whoa. No, he is uh-huh. pretty cool though. Okay, yeah. Um, Should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. so old right now. Richard I, Dewhurst. I wouldn't go unless Lelujo was there. I'm just going to put that out there. Someone yeah. I know who that is. It's a Peterborough fan as well. I shouldn't have, shouldn't um, have mentioned him. Here's um, Alan Swan. You'll get him in there. <laughs> Listen, Richard Dewhurst. Mm. Dude perfect. Asking the big questions. Dear Neil, mm. would Pine. you prefer to have fingers as long as legs or legs as long as fingers? <laughs> <laughs> what a, This is the type of question we need more of. Uh, easy, that one, Rich. Legs as long as fingers, please. Legs, really? What, short fingers? Yeah. Uh, short legs? Oh, yeah, no, that will, yeah, yeah. would be awkward. You're basically be wanting short legs or long fingers, aren't you? I've got short legs as it is, so <laughs> why not make them a bit shorter? A bit shorter, Neil. Uh, Crikey. Yeah, but you don't want... If you've, you have your fingers are as long as your legs, you're going to be toppling over everywhere. Are your legs going to be the same thickness? That's my question. I, 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 he only mentions length, Danny. No, yeah. Nothing about the girth. No, no girth. <laughs> no, no girth. So, so we're assuming the same amount of girth. Yeah, assuming the same amount of girth. <laughs> Can we stop saying girth? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still worried that if you've got legs the size of fingers, then you are going to be out of kilter. Has anybody else just put their hands like on their hips? I have. <laughs> to like, measure the length of their fingers. Oh, I didn't do that. I just, I just put them down as if they were my legs <laughs> on the table. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. 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 So think about it though, because there's unfortunately that's, some that's... people with with illnesses or a, have accidents and stuff. Oh no, do don't take it there. Well, no, but they do unfortunately lose their legs, right? Right. So all you're doing essentially is is putting five fingers there. Right. That looks okay. No, but they've not. He's not specified whether there's five fingers. No, he's just. I think he's saying. I think he's saying. Well, there would be five finger. fingers, surely. I think it's saying one finger per leg, isn't it? Yeah. No. We need clarification on this. It's just the length of your fingers. Would you prefer to have fingers as long as legs or legs as long as fingers? It's got nothing right, about... Well, I want legs as long as fingers. Oh, right, okay. It's, it's much safer. You don't safer. really want to... Yeah. I mean, you don't yeah, really want to be walking around... If your fingers around. are as long as your legs, you're going to be touching things. Oh, you do you know what? Touch. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're getting all sorts of trouble. Right. Imagine trying to go to cobblers with fingers as long as legs. Try to clap. You'd be tapping everyone on the shoulder every five minutes. <laughs> yeah. What? As what soon as you start, you start saying forwards, you've poked someone in the eye down. And like, <laughs> sort it out, Brady. Oh, yeah. Ashley Hoskins was back. He was. <laughs> well, we've got Malcolm Butler to finish. Finish oh, them to empty the sack. Empty it. He does like to empty that sack, old Malcolm. He does. He's a big emptier of the sack. Yeah. Uh, dear Neil. Just thought I'd drop you a line to let you know about the 125th anniversary dinner that took place oh, yes. on Sunday evening. Mm. Good. The club put on a great night. Oh, about good. 250 people in attendance. Tom Cliff did a Raheem Sterling job as host and <laughs> MC. We even had time for a game of stand-up bingo. Oh, Amazing. Wow. Incredible. Wow. Between the meal courses, we were treated to an array of cobbler's legends from down the years who shared many stories and memories. With everything else going on at the club at the moment, it was very reassuring to know that we have a very passionate and dedicated team working their socks off behind the scenes. Sir John Brady was honest and straight when talking about what his aims for the squad are, what our strengths and weaknesses are, and how the entire club are using the crushing disappointment of last season as a springboard to drive us on this season. All in all, a great night of celebration. Roll on the next 125 years. All the breast, 
Malcolm. <laughs> oh, lovely. Thanks, Malcolm. Uh, Wilder was that there. It's like a great event. Wilder so. was not there. Wasn't he? No, no. A special special video announcement. Uh, it was when I was just googling YouTubers a minute ago. It came up on my feed. Uh, Chris Wilder um, on the 125. I thought he was there. No, he, he did a, recorded a a lovely um, pre recorded interview with Gareth Wilshire. Oh, very good. Um, which you can watch on the uh, Cobblers YouTube channel. Um, mm. and yeah, so there you go. Mm. Speaks very fondly of his time with us. Um, if you want to send anything to us, opinion, uh, thought-provoking question about lengths of orifices, then oh. please... Orifices? That's not the word. That's a hole, isn't it? <laughs> Limbs is what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all gone wrong. Uh, then you can email podcast at cobblerstome.com. Um, I just want to say a very quick thank you, by the way, to our latest Patreon supporter. Uh, yes, Mark Lawrence. He signed up to support the making of the podcast for a fiver a month. At patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Thank you, Mark, and welcome to the fan club. Uh, when you join the Patreon, you get access to extra podcast episodes, our brilliant community on Slack, and, and lots more as well. So if you fancy joining it, then go on and, and go on the World Wide Web and type in patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me and, uh, and, and have a look and get all of that. Yes, it'd be lovely. Uh, right, Danny, shall we quickly round off with some NTFC women updated news? Yes, why not? Hmm, let's go for it. How did they get on at the weekend? Um, they were edged out, Charles. Oh. 2-1 at our friends from Stourbridge. Oh, no, not Stourbridge. Um, picked up their first point on Wednesday, though, didn't they? Uh, down at Leafield, it was a good they point. Uh, three all. That was on Wednesday. So let's talk about that more. Let's. Goals. Yeah. Kim Farrow. Mm. Abby Rebel. Yes. Oh, Rebel, yes. Rebel. Indeed. Yeah, um, good. That was, I, I that was believe good Abby Bruin um, put in a magnificent cross for Alex Dix's of she did. first goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Our very own Abby. Well done. Love it. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, um, but yeah, it's quite competitive, the league, though, isn't it? Seems it's, it. Seems it. It's, um, it. it's one of those where you never really can... You can turn up one day and, and beat someone who's first or second in the league. It's quite tight. Yeah. Um, the Stourbridge have gone up to second with that win, mm. so they've won three out of four. So it's quite they're quite a decent side. Whereas, um, was it Leafield on Wednesday? Wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. So they've um, they're they're on seven points already. So they're they're in fourth. So that's a, that's a good point. So it, it it doesn't seem to matter that much where you are in the league if you turn up on the day and put in a performance, you get a good result. So we're not not panicking just yet. Good. So. I did notice though that Josh Oldfield, mm. uh, he's got a new partner in crime. He's got a new friend, didn't he? New friend, new joint manager, uh, Liam Williams. Go on, Liam. Has joined NTSC Women um, as they? joint manager. So there you go. I'm, I'm sure we'll be finding out more about that in September's episode of Team Talk, which, yes. by the way, is our dedicated NTFC Women's podcast. Mm. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll have more information to give you on that. Uh, next up, Danny, I know you're going to be excited <laughs> yeah. about this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a home tie in the cup. Yeah, the National League Cup determination round. Yes, I do love this. This is the determination round. I mean, that that is an outstanding name for a round. It is, isn't it? I love yeah. it. Um, against Wolves, Wolverhampton Wanderers women. Yeah, big game. Big, big game. game. Sunday the eleventh. www dot www Yeah, indeed. Their website. Yeah. Um, it'll be at Harpole FC. Two o'clock kickoff. We imagine. 
don't know that for definite, but it's usually the time that the uh, ladies kick off. Uh, please go along and cheer the team on. It would be fantastic to get lots of people there. Um, Lost 6-0 and... in pre-season to Wolves. Didn't we? We, we did, so revenge is a... on the cards. Revenge is very much on the cards. Yeah. Maybe they'll, they won't take it as seriously. Hopefully not. As a friendly. As a friendly, yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well done, Danny. Love that. But come uh, on, the women. We're, we're still right behind them. They're, they're doing a good job. I think it's... Um, so, so, so a lot of changes over the summer. So yeah, it's yeah. settling down time. Get, get in the groove. We'll be and right and they've there. started scoring goals now. Yes, exactly. That, that's that, that's, that's the, an important step, I think. Is, and uh, that's a big part of our game. Indeed. Scoring goals. So, uh, so yeah, lots, lots still to come. I am sure. Yes, come on. From uh, NTFC women, um, brilliant. That's it. Thank you so much for listening to it's all cobblers to me. You can get more from us on cobblers2me.com. We'll be back in your ears on Friday with the preview show. Um, we'll be we're talking to a Warsaw fan. Um, mm. We will see you then, won't we, Danny? We will. Yes, I'm excited. Brilliant. Thanks, Neil. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. We'll see you at Thursday on the forum. There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.